Nick Cullen, thank you so much for sparing a little bit of your Easter weekend to talk to me about the Eroica adventure, I'm going to call it, that we're sadly missing at St David's Hall. First of all, how are you coping with quarantine? Well, it's funny you say Easter weekend. Uh, every day melds into the next, doesn't it? Uh, you forget what's... I think we're on school holidays at the moment, aren't we? But... Um, well, look, it is uh, it's extraordinary time, and um, I'm very lucky to be well at the moment and and healthy, and so my family and um, feeling extreme empathy for those who have uh, who are struggling with this horrible virus. So let's hope that the whole country can come through this nicely. Absolutely, and I suppose the uh, positive, if there is to be drawn from this, is that uh, those of us who are fortunately keeping well, maybe have a new lease of creative life. Are you finding yourself exploring new creative avenues? Um, the honest answer is no. Uh, <laughs> lots of people are, that's great. But um, I've got three kids, which means uh, that actually, you know, being a conductor, I'm away a lot. And, uh, and it's something I'm very sad about, not being able to see my family all the time. Uh, and, and as this is, you know, an enforced quarantine with my family, it's it's right that I am spending as much time as I can with my kids and uh, really focusing on the family. And that um, actually means there's very little time to do anything else. You know, where our youngest is just a, a baby, three months old. So um, that's but that's really nice. And and to be honest, um, I think a bit of time away from the job that I've been doing now for whatever fifteen years is is quite. Um, welcome. I can imagine uh, sort of creative challenges of a different kind, we could say, in the new domestic environment. And um, I can imagine that particularly your relationship to the Aurora Orchestra is a very all-consuming one. It seems to demand so much of you, not just as a musician and a conductor, but also as an artistic director because of the breadth of the vision. And I just wanted to ask you, how that vision has developed over time, particularly um, thinking about the memorization of pieces, which, if I'm right, started up in 2014 as you memorized Mozart's 40th Symphony. Where was the seed for that idea? When did you think, do you know what, let's just do the whole symphony off by heart? I'd thought about it a little bit before, but it was actually when, I guess probably sometime in 2012, Roger Wright, director of the proms, asked Aurora to do this piece by Benedict Mason called Meld at the BBC Proms in 2014. And that was a piece written for an enormous orchestra, choir, um, I think there were a few dancers, and it was a spatial piece around the Royal Abbott Hall where everyone would be on click tracks, um, so they'd have a, a thing in their ear which would show them where the, the pulse was. And they basically had to memorize the music, these short snippets of music, not very complicated. Uh, but the whole thing was extremely geographically, um, uh, well, it, it complicated. And, and uh, as a result, we decided that everyone had to be um, memorized for that piece. Then we were thinking, what else could we do alongside it? Uh, and I thought, why not do a whole problem where everything is, is from memory? Um, we've been thinking about it anyway. It's, it's just an idea. I want to see if it's, it's achievable. And so we thought what would be a nice sort of hopefully um, possible piece to memorise. And Mozart 40 was the answer to that. And is it now a firm part of your orchestral credo 
as it were, that you have to do at least one symphony or one major orchestral work off by heart in, in each season? It's a, a very interesting question. We don't really want it to define us. Um, and we, we hope that it's also a means to an end rather than an end in itself. Uh, so actually increasingly we're sort of doing more with it. The, the Berlioz is something fantastic that we did in, in last year's proms. Um, the memorization aided us to sort of put a, an element of well, sort of theatrical staging around it, which wouldn't have been possible without the memorization. We are, I mean, we do do about two or three projects a year from memory. Um, they're very popular with audiences that players love doing it. We think it gives us something um, very important to say, actually. Although, of course, it's worth saying and reminding people that it's only, I don't know, 30, 40 percent of what we do as an orchestra. So there are many concerts we give with um, sheet music in front of us. So, um, yeah, we, do, we, we, we want to be careful that it do, doesn't become... Um, how you know synonymous with aurora particularly uh and, and lots of other organizations and, and orchestras and ensembles are starting to do more of that work as well i wouldn't ever say it's a sort of um you know a, an essential performance practice it's uh i'm not suggesting that every orchestra should start playing from memory but for us it, it provides many many positive things and those positives are so clear to the audience as well in terms of the interaction uh, the freedom of the physicality. I also noticed that the players were looking at you far more than uh, perhaps a typical orchestral musician might during the course of a uh, of a programme. Did you feel that extra connection yourself? Oh, yeah, hugely. So they're watching me a lot. They're watching each other a lot. Um, people have to. I mean, their eyes are suddenly out of the orchestral music. It's, it's, it's got many advantages, and one certainly is visual communication between the players, but also for the audience to be able to watch that visual communication is quite an amazing thing, actually, because uh, particularly when you see it contrasted with us, the same orchestra playing from music, it, it certainly has an added element of, um, well, often of joy, to be honest. Uh, and that's not to, to say, again, that the, the outcome will necessarily be better or more more um, touching for the audience, but it's, it's certainly different. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's electric, really. Even watching it on screen, as I was uh, this morning, just seeing your proms version of the Eroica Symphony, the vivacity of the sound and the connection with the music is, is so real and so alive. Well, I, everyone is very invested in it. And they also feel very comfortable with it. And comfort is an important part of music making, you know, um, feeling that you are 100% on top of something will always give you the added uh, benefit when you're playing it of being able to communicate. I'm surprised you're using the word comfort because the, the first reaction, surely, to sort of memorising something like the Eroica is, um, I would imagine, the opposite end of the spectrum, beyond discomfort and possibly terror. I don't know. What, what's the, what are the logistical challenges that the orchestral musicians face, um, apart from just the sheer challenge of you know, memorising their individual parts? Well, it is only really that. I mean, it's, you know, coming together and playing together is then much easier than it normally would be. Um, yet, to, of course, it, each individual goes on their own journey and people will have to fight with the extra additional nerves, let's say, that comes on top of playing something from memory. But most people um, 
really enjoy that challenge. You know, these are very serious musicians who can play their instruments at a very high level and enjoy that task of, of spending that much time with a piece of music and months of preparation and then feeling like they, they really own every note of it. Um, so by that point, you know, you don't really ask opera singers what they're thinking as they go on stage about memorising the whole of, I don't know, let's say Meistersinger, uh, which is probably much harder. You don't really think about that element of it for them, do you? You just think about them going on stage. Mm. The memorization is, is a byproduct, and for us, it has become that as well. How do you rehearse if you want to go for three bars after B or whatever? Uh, uh, well, I use a piano sometimes. sometimes. I might play a chord, or I say, let's go from... Uh, I talk in technical language quite often, you know, the second subject or just after the second subject where the bassoon does that. Sometimes I just sing a bit, and they'll come in on dum. You know, uh, they all join in. Or I just start singing, sing some bars and, and you know everyone's caught up by 10 bars in so. what were the particular challenges of performing the Eroica I mean I'd be interested to know which was the most sort of intricate movement to piece together in this way uh, well the memorization doesn't really affect that I mean I'm, I'm trying to remember back I think Eroica for some people was, was one of the hardest pieces to memorize that we've done um we were just about to, to, you know, really get stuck into it, I guess, coming up for May. Players were probably about to open their copies. And, and you know, many of them have done it before and think about all those nasty bits, which was very difficult to memorise. Uh, I mean, there is many serious challenges to playing the piece full stop, nothing to do with memorising it. Uh, it's, you know, it's technically a very difficult piece. All of it, every movement is. I mean, I think that the second movement actually is extremely hard to do musically, just even finding the sound of the, the first violins at the beginning, the, the opening of that um, funeral march. It, it's it's very difficult. Keeping the swing of the first movement, this wonderful thing that's sort of in three beats in a bar, but also in one in a bar, um, and not letting it turn into sludge. You know, it usually just turns into this sort of... Um, it's like a very complex drape hung on a climbing frame. And as soon as one little bit of the drape gets a bit too soggy, the whole climbing frame just folds down underneath it and you feel the whole thing, you know, fall apart. So that's actually really helped by memorization. That was much easier than I found it with other orchestras because um, people just were able to really, really listen to the, to the combined sound of everybody. And, and that makes, you know, the ensemble easier. Um, but, you know, the, the same things that are hard when you're playing without notes in front of you are also hard when you're playing with them. It also needs the shock of the new about it. it. It doesn't, for me, it wants to sort of hit you out of the face those first couple of chords and, and then keep the energy up all the way to the end rather than um, being like a sort of dull thud. <laughs> well, there's nothing dull nor thuddish about it. It definitely had the spark of revolution. And we'll be so sorry to miss it this time round in St. David's. I'd like to finish with just a, a, a look ahead, really. You know, where's where next for you? Uh, are you looking to perhaps do the Eroica tour uh, post-peak uh, once we're allowed to have mass gatherings again? Or perhaps we could look at uh, the next piece that you are considering to memorise. Well, um, I really hope that we'll be able to bring this back to Cardiff because uh, I, 
I've never performed, nor has Aurora in St. David's Hall. We were very much looking forward to it. Uh, we would like to, to do Aurora. It will probably be now in 2021, um, which is quite soon on the orchestral planning horizon. But uh, we would like to do it then and hopefully bring it back. Um, but so let's see, you know, we, we will have to have conversations about, about this. Um, for, for Aurora, it's, it's pretty difficult uh, to, to tell what we're going to be able to do. You know, that's cancelled. We uh, a couple of big projects in July cancelled. Um, maybe it won't surprise you. I'm probably not, not supposed to say, but, you know, we do quite often feature in the proms in the summer. Um, so we may be featuring in the proms this summer as well. And there's then a question mark over that, whether that will go ahead or not. Um, so lots of question marks, really, and hopefully we'll get some answers. But I think, you know, there's lots of time, isn't there, in, in, in life to do all these things. And, and the most important thing now is that we will get through this in, in the right way and ensure that we can get back to performing and living. Well, Nick, thank you so much again for joining me and best of luck in navigating through all those questions that you're facing, both as uh, an organisation, as an ensemble, and of course for you personally, wishing you all the best and hoping to see you uh, come back all the stronger on the other side of this. Thank you. Thank you very much, John.